Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another show of Empowered Love. Well, what we've got today is we've got a show in regard to the legal situation with narcissists and how to actually uh, position yourself and how to get through this really, really difficult time that it can be. And for this show today, I had uh, New Wings, who's been on before, who was uh, coming through to the show. Now, she is on route. And at this stage, she hasn't called in. And I don't know if any of you people out there have been uh, suffering with this, but there's just been, seems to be so many technological hitches at the moment. I know my team, we've been, uh, for the last two weeks, we've been struggling off and on with all sorts of things. And I know a lot of other people have too. And for you astrology buffs out there, maybe Mercury is retrograde at the moment. I don't know. I haven't even had a chance to check up on that. But at the moment, uh, I'm trying to get through a message to Lisa and see what her problems are. She's not on as yet. But look, the, the truth of it is, I can definitely speak about this uh, from my own experience and also from the experience that I've worked through with a lot of clients. And I think it's really important that we uh, cover off some of these areas and these topics. And hopefully, uh, New Wings will um, come, come through to us. But if she doesn't, the show will absolutely still go on. So um, if there's anybody there in the chat room or if there's anybody out there that's had a legal situation with a narcissist who would like to ring in, and the number is, for uh, American listeners, it's 347-989-1262. And for anyone who's live at the moment from Australia, the number is 0011. 347-989-1262 because you know if you, if you want to if you want to uh, ring through and have a chat with me about this that would be great but uh, if not we're going to cover off and we're going to um, yeah look go through some points and see what we can do here so the thing is you know really the system can be very very difficult and one of the really difficult things about the system is when you're uh, dealing with narcissists is that it's a very hard thing to bring forward narcissism and to uh, express, well, this person is a narcissist and this is why they're doing the things that they do because there can be a lot of manipulation, a lot of lies, a lot of false accusations uh, and an enormous amount of problems that can happen. Now, the thing is, when you're dealing with a court system, it's not about getting emotional and it's uh, really it's got to be about hard facts and, and walking that line in the best way that you can. Now, I know from my own experience, I uh, really did it very, very poorly. 
and uh, it was too late for me in as far as what I lost out on and what ended up happening. And where I was, which a lot of people are when they're uh, dealing with a narcissist, is that you're in so much fear of the manipulation and of the lies and you know uh, how effective the narcissist can be at uh, bullying, manipulating, uh, having people believe his versions. And this throws us into an enormous amount of fear about all of this. And the thing is, when we're dealing uh, with narcissism in our lives, so much is happening on a lure of attraction level that if we are really, really emotionally charging on those fears, on uh, those beliefs that the system's not going to support us, that he's going to manipulate everybody, that, uh, you know, because we've been so mined, we've lost so much already and we've had things twisted and turned so much in our lives, dealing with the narcissist is to go to it in uh, a settlement level or a custody level just brings in a whole new level of this, this horror and this terror and this fear. And it's really, really important that when we understand that law of attraction is an enormously powerful thing, it's really important that we work at getting how we can be in a stronger and a better position emotionally to be able to deal with it. So apart from going through some of the practical aspects today, what I'm also going to do is I'm going to go through uh, some of the energetic aspects about it as well. Because I know, uh, and I talk a lot on my show about quantum healing, and uh, which used to be fear healing, but it's now um, branded under quantum healing, the healing that I do. I've had a lot of clients that have come forward and they're very much in the throes of dealing with everything and trying to get it legally sorted out and to try and uh, retrieve their lives and their selves and be able to break free and start again. And a lot of these women are dealing with um, very high level uh, stress and anxiety and, and pressure and manipulation from the narcissist. And while all that's going on, it's so important for them to really do the work on themselves to be able to break out of that fear and that horror, which really uh, energetically, and it's the truth of life, is holding up more of the same. Because it's a really true fact that when we are dealing with anybody, when we're very much charging on them as an abuser or a manipulator, that's exactly what we're going to receive from them. And the narcissist energetically and emotionally feeds off that. Uh, narcissism is very much about getting those sort of hits of fear to feed the behavior. And when you can get yourself out of that space and you can hit a whole different resonance with it, very often what will happen is things will start falling into place for you. And I've seen that happen time and time again. Many of the clients that I've worked with that things are going really, really wrong and that when they can do those energetic shifts, it's uh, really uh, just quite incredible what can start falling into place for you and how the power of the narcissist, which is false power, when it's not getting that feed of fear, will drop away and you will start making some ground and things will start happening for you. So in my experience, where I went very, very wrong is that being uh, a fair, equitable person and wanting to believe 
the best of people and most definitely with my ex-narcissistic uh, relationship, I wanted to believe that he did have the resources to play fair and that he could be a good person, that he could do the right thing because I guess that would have validated my relationship and would have made it make some sort of sense if this person at the 11th hour could have done the right thing, it possibly would have helped me with what I thought would have been some sort of closure. So, and what, what does happen with the narcissist and what certainly happened in my situation is that when things are starting to get to crunch time, that's when the narcissist will appear that he does want to play fair and he does want to try and do the right thing. And many narcissists, because ego is about power and power is also about possessions and things, a narcissist does not want to lose out on that level. And you have to be very, very aware that his plea bargaining or his um, professing that he will do the right thing is more than often, and it's sad to say, but it's true, is more than often a manipulation in order to gain ground, to throw you off balance, to buy time, and to do all those sorts of things. No, and I have... Um, you know, many clients in the early stages whereby the narcissist is saying to them, well, you know, keep it out of court and um, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do the other. But the thing is with narcissism is really what you need to define and know is that words mean nothing. You need to see action and certainly don't take his word for it. I remember at one stage of my relationship where we had separated um, and it was an extremely serious separation. Now, a lot of me and a lot of my resources before uh, the union had gone into the property and there was a lot of things that went down in just many, many different directions. But uh, one of these uh, get back together claims, he said to me, I want to put the property into your name. I want to transfer it all to you. I want to do this to win you back. Um, I want you to see how much I love you. I will stop doing uh, all the financial abuse and things I've been doing to you. And if I have to start again off my own bat, I will do that. Now, you know, being um, a fair person, initially I was like, oh my gosh, you're willing to do that for me. That's just so beautiful and wow. And then, uh, you know, we uh, took steps at getting back together but I never followed it through, I never um, made it stick, I never, <clears throat> I just didn't, I didn't enforce, and I guess I thought that was unfair, but I didn't enforce any of my rights and I didn't, certainly didn't uh, stand up for anything that he was saying at the time. I just thought, well, his word means that uh, this is whatever is going to happen. And the thing is, none of it did happen. None of it had actually ever happened. And I was still living under the illusion that he would do the right thing and, um, and it would work out. So I think it's really, really important that when you are separating and when you're very, very clear and you realize that, well, there's no going back to this and this is just not going to work, you need to be really succinct and you need to be very, very clear. Because the thing is, settlement with a narcissist can certainly drag out to be a horrible, horrible episode which can go on and on and on and I certainly know in my case um, 
I didn't enforce, I wasn't strong enough, I didn't stand up, I didn't take the steps. So when it actually got down to those sort of processes, he really had me over a barrel. He was submitting false documents, which meant that my solicitor would have to get back on his and so on and so forth. And I was so uh, terrorized and broken and fearful that I ended up just stepping out of the whole mess and taking, um, you know, a very uh, small proportion of what should have been mine and, and I just dropped the whole thing and ran. And that was the way I got out and really, you know, he got what he wanted, which is fine, that's his life. And I was able to rebuild my life from that and start again without um, all the horrificness of, of narcissism. But if I had my time over again, which I don't, but if I did, I would certainly do it a lot differently and I'd get a lot clearer and I would do a lot more work on my emotional state to be able to stand up and do what I need to do. And the thing is with narcissists is... They appear incredibly powerful and like they overpower us and they overpower everything, but it's actually false power. So when you can step up and be in authentic power, you start getting results that you um, never thought that you could have with the narcissist, but you certainly will. When you're charging on the violations and the fears and the injustices and how disgusting and horrible it is, you are only going to receive more of the same. Those charges are powerful charges and they're an attraction force that will hold him up and hold his power and his energy up, his false power. So it's really important. I, the, the women that I have seen come through and make it work for them are absolutely the women that when they decide that it's all going to be said and done, they're the ones that file first. So they're the ones that rather than being in the, in the defendant's position, if he files first... Uh, and a lot of narcissists won't, but some will. But if, if you can file first and actually put forward as to saying, this is what I'm after, this is what I want. And it's also really important to line up with the law and say, well, what is my entitlement here? What is my entitlement? The thing is, if you give an inch, um, he'll take a mile. So you just walk that line and you file first and then you're going to have a much stronger position to be able to operate. The thing is, I would really strongly, <clears throat> I would really strongly suggest against mediation and trying to work things out. The cases that I've seen which have involved mediation and trying to work it out really can just be stuck in a situation where you have third parties making a lot of money out of it um, and you have the toing and froing, and you have the okay. Well, let's decide on this. But then the thing is, um, the lines will, will constantly move, the goalposts move, and with a narcissist, you never know what you've got one day to the next. So mediation, whether it be by yourselves or with another person, often is not going to bring you to any sort of conclusion. It's just about saying, all right, I'm not going to have contact uh, with the narcissist and I'm really going to go forward and I'm going to go through the legal channels and I'm going to start getting the processes underway and I'm going, to, I'm going to work it through that way. It's really, really important that there can be some great things that you can read and learn about in as far as dealing with a narcissist. Usually the straighter, the clearer, the better. 
Um, you know, like what I would suggest and what actually uh, New Wing suggests is if the book called The Art of War, which is really uh, a manual which, is, which outlines how to divorce a narcissist. So, because you're not dealing with an ordinary human being. So that can be a really, really helpful thing for you to get versed up on and know more about. Also too, if you read Lundy Bancroft, that's L-U-N-D-Y, Bancroft, why does he do that? Okay, and really what that book is telling you about is anchoring, controlling men. And also too, it'll help you understand the motivations and the behaviours of abusers. Really, it's also important too that when uh, you're getting a lawyer involved, I think if anyone has had and worked with the legal system, and I certainly have, I had an awful lot of that going on with the, with the narcissist and uh, not just about dealing with him because, uh, because he was a loose cannon and a lot of stuff came into our life that was very chaotic and... Um, quite disreputable and uh, he had lots of um, files against his business and all sorts of things. I got to see the legal system intimately. And don't ever assume that a lawyer is actually um, working away and is really, really onto your case and doing what's necessary. You need to be diligent. You need to be following up. You need to be instructing. And you need to be really running it. You need to be project managing your lawyer. Unless you're extremely lucky that you've got a great lawyer. But the thing is, a lawyer will do, and it's sad to say, but often the system will do the bare minimum and you need to step up and you need to really project manage that. If you're struggling with that, get someone who can help support you and who can uh, help you be clear and put aside some time with this family member or this friend to really, really help support you with this because probably you're going to be going through a really, really tough time. But it's important that if you can get as much support and possibly or probably healings as well to get your emotional state in line and you can get some support on this because how you get out of the relationship is going to be one of the really, really big indicators as to how you're rebuilding the rest of your life. So get some help. It's really important that also too, you get very clear on what the legal definitions of things like stalking, harassment are. Because if you're going through, what, what will happen and you will find, and this is very, very consistent with narcissism, and you may or you may not have children. It's more difficult if you do have children. But once you decide that you want to legally go for your rights and you want to separate, you want to do property settlement, you want to do all the rest of it, what will happen is the narcissist will get quite upset if he feels like he's not in control of uh, manipulating you, mining you, uh, putting you into a fear and a powerless state. When he sees you step up and step up into your power by taking action, he will try to pull that down. So. You need to be very, very aware of what things like harassment and stalking are or abusive phone conversations or whatever else. Keep a log. Keep a log book. I also really uh, suggest to you if you have any um, dealings with him in person and if he gets abusive or aggressive, have a mobile phone that you can tape conversations. 
So the more evidence that you get is really going to be in your favour. And this is where women who play it smart get a lot of ground. And I've seen it happen many, many times. So, because also too, you know, if he's trying to, what you want to do is you want to be going for no contact while you're doing this. Absolutely. And you want to be going for no contact or minimal contact if you have children. Best still, if you can deal through uh, the children through a third party, like a lot of my clients, what they do is if they have children that are in school year age, uh, they do drop off and pick up through the schools. So there actually needs to be absolutely no contact at all, which is um, a really, really helpful thing to do. But if you can do that, then you're in the best position where if he does start phoning or if he does start getting aggressive or he does turn up or he does try uh, to manipulate and you don't fall for it and then he gets abusive, which most narcissists will do, that you will be in a position where you can take out an IVO. And if you can take out an IVO and you have documentation that he's been abusive, aggressive, it is absolutely going to help your case. And it's also going to take away much of his false power whereby he's going to be very... Um, it's going to take a lot of wind out of his sails, which is exactly what you want. And the thing is too, you know, narcissists are sprinters. They really are. They'll go for the quick power hit. They'll go for the fear. They'll go for the intimidation. But, you know, when they're in feeling powerless themselves and not able to get that narcissistic supply from you, they lose power very, very quickly and they don't sustain it. And if he's not sustaining power, and you, you will lessen the fight that you're getting from him, which is exactly what you want to do. Okay. All right. So the thing is, with narcissists, they're going to lie. They're going to lie in documents. They're going to lie to the judge. They're going to lie to their own counsel. And they're going to lie. They're going to lie to you if you're having any contact, which you don't need to, to be having doing. So the thing is true, when that starts showing up, and this is what was happening in my settlement, there was an enormous amount of lies that went on. At that stage, I was bereft. I was, I was heartbroken. I was devastated. I was um, traumatized. And this just added to my pile of where I was at with myself emotionally. The thing is, with a narcissist, okay, it's like a crocodile. A crocodile bites. A narcissist lies. That's just what happens. So this is going to be normal. This is going to be normal. So what you need to do is when this starts showing up is just walk a straight line with it. Just walk a straight line. And it's about, okay, well, how does that get proved? Or how can I prove that's a lie? And you just need to walk a line instructing your lawyer without getting um, completely traumatized and bereft and, and up in arms about it, which is not going to help and it's not going to help uh, your counsel back you. Just walk a succinct, straight line with it. And the more you do that, the more you unpick the lies and you just don't accept them, even that will start dropping off because he's going to run out of versions and he's going to run out of ways to be able to manipulate the situation. But so much of this is energetic and, and, and emotional. 
And if you just keep calm and, okay, well, what else would he do? What else would you expect him to do? And the women that I work with that have great results are the ones that get to that point. And they go, well, what else would I have expected? That's exactly what he was going to do. Rather than, I can't believe that he would do that. Well, believe it because they do. And it's just the way it goes. So you need to, you need to definitely, um, you need to be taking action. And as you're, you don't want your whole life to be hooked up on this. No, you don't. You don't want to be having every spare waking minute tied up in your battle with the narcissist until you can finally be free and your life goes on. That is not what it's about. But what you do need to do is be very aware that you'll need to take action and you may need to take action. So the thing is, you know, in as far as like the taping of conversations or whatever else, and if there's any tangible evidence that you have that he's abusive or he's not quite right or he's, you need to be able to act on it and you need to be able to um, have the proof to back it up. So what you want to be doing is keeping a log uh, around you or a log that you're doing daily that anything's happening. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going through actually new, some of New Wing's points here that I can add to or add some comments to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also too, yeah, this is a really, really, really good point. Really good point. And this is one where I fell over very, very badly and it's one I talk to a lot of women about. Is when you're separating, do not leave the house and leave things behind and necessarily assume that you're going to be able to go back, that you're going to be able to work it out and you're going to be able to get out those things in a reasonable manner and in a reasonable way. It's very, very, very important because I know that's what happened with me is I ended up leaving and I did it all the wrong way. He knew I was leaving. There was an enormous scene when I was leaving and I had to leave so many things behind that were just a cruel, horrible exercise of trying to get those out of the house. One of the most uh, heart-wrenching and really, really disappointing aspects of that was my son was at school and like all kids, he was at that age, he was doing homework and a lot of his homework was stored on the computer. And um, the, my ex-N did not allow my son to get the computer out. So my son had exams, he had all sorts of things going on and, you know, just because he was my son and he was a kid and it was devastating and ruining his life made not one scrap of difference. So we couldn't get that material out for a long time. So you need to plan when you are moving out and when you're deciding it's over. And a lot of us, a lot of us as women, most women, virtually every woman I know with uh, narcissists are, are really good people. We're people that we have a conscience, we have um, a sense of doing the right thing. We'd be devastated to think that we didn't do the right thing. One of the major hooks of the narcissist that's kept us in the game for so long is he has been constantly accusing us of being a bad person where we know we're not and we've been trying to prove to him that we are. Well, in these situations, you are going to have to toughen up, you're going to have to smarten up and you're going to have to 
um, also realize you're going to bring down the wrath of the narcissist. He is going to say, I told you so. You are all of these disgusting, horrible things. Because when you leave, now that was unthinkable to me because my it seemed like my mission in life with the narcissist was to somehow convince him and prove to him that I was a good person. So the thought of me doing the wrong thing was just horrible. It's almost like I held up that righteousness as like um, a golden cup to say, well, this is the sort of human being you should be and I'm righteous and I do the right things. And so I wouldn't have even dreamed of uh, taking things out behind his back. But really, it was my righteousness I was trying to preserve more than myself. And that's where I had to learn a very, very powerful lesson with all that stuff, that it's not my job to uh, show or teach somebody what a good person I am. It's my job to know that within myself. So, but what I should have done, absolutely what I should have done, is I should have waited till he was at work and I should have gone and got what I needed. And I would have taken what was mine, not what was his, but I should have taken out my stuff and got it out of there so that I wasn't painfully hooked up in this horrible hook and this game of I've got your stuff and I can still now control you because I've got your stuff. So things like photos and pictures of my horses and things that were so precious to me, he held them like a weapon and wielded them. So get your stuff out. And because the thing is true, when you get into the legal system and you get into the law, and I remember you know, trying to go and get my stuff and he changed the locks and ordering me off the property, off this house that I'd paid most of for. But the thing was, the thing was, oh, the police can't do anything because they say this is civil. You will have to go through uh, a solicitor about this and then what you would have to do is prove that all of these things you have receipts for they were all purchased in your name before the relationship they're not joint property and if they're joint property there's nothing you can do and it's just a, a horrible ridiculous exercise so you need to know what you get out of there is going to be yours and you need to get it out and you need to get it out before he knows anything about it because you do not want to leave things behind that he can <clears throat> manipulate and wield. <clears throat> and we know narcissists have no conscience. You know, I was just mortified about, you know, keeping a kid's computer so that he can't get his homework done. You know, that's just unthinkable. But for a narcissist, that is simply an object he can use as a tool to create pain. That's it. So to him, it's a very useful object for him to be able to hang on to. So you need to realize how the narcissist thinks and you need to stop thinking that there's going to be some sense of decency or compassion or reality that's going to come through here that makes me believe this person thinks like a normal human because they don't. And if you're with a narcissist and you're still unsure, you just need to go back to all the things that have happened Stop putting your human spin on it and the excuses and look at it for what it really, really is. And then it's going to make sense to you. And you will also know that there can be those moments that look so much like compassion and reality and uh, decent behavior. 
and total understanding. They look like that, but has there been follow-through? Have you seen it with your own eyes? Has it been durable? Does it hold up for any longer than a day or a week or even minutes? Usually, no, it doesn't. So you know the patterns, you know the way it goes, and you need to stop looking at it as you would another human being because it just doesn't work like that in the narcissist's mind. So anything you want, um, also you do, any documentation that could be used against you or, or anything that is vital to you and your life, any stuff, you need to get it out, and you need to get it out when he's not around. Because otherwise, he might stand over you, bully you, he might talk you into leaving things behind or come back another time or whatever, and you just cannot risk it. You just cannot risk it. I know many of my things were broken, they were smashed, uh, they were manipulated, they were held as ransom, all sorts of things went on, and it was just awful, and it kept me hooked to the narcissist for much longer than I wanted to be and in a really, really toxic way. Also, too, when you go, it's really, really important that where you go that he doesn't have access to, that you can actually start controlling and some, putting up some boundaries around it very, very, very quickly. So I know there's been women that have moved out and then, you know, the narcissist starts coming around and he starts having access and all these sorts of things and then, you know, they can come home from work and there he is sitting in her kitchen making himself a cup of coffee and all that sort of thing. So the reality is you're wanting to move on, you're wanting to clear this man out of your life and really what you need to do is get very, very clear that this is your space. I know when I finally settled and I finally got the place that I'm in now and set up my life, it was such a relief to me that his energy had actually never been here, never walked in this house, never taken place here, and it was a whole fresh new start for me. The place that I was in before this one, which a lot of the touring and flowing, he'd stayed there, he'd been in there, um, it had a completely different vibration to what this place has. I'd had some horrible distressing phone conversations from with him from that other place. There'd been a lot of pain that had gone down in that other house, directly connected with him. At least here, my pain was my pain. It wasn't to do with that, which was really, really good. So you've got to realize too that everything in your life that you've had that he's been controlling or attempting con to control, that he may have a crack at it. And this is where you've really, and I think as women, we've got an incredible intuition about us. And sometimes we just don't listen to that. And we just, no, because I know uh, the, the business that I had, um, he had been a part of that. I'd done that in my married name, etc. blah, blah, blah. And when I separated, I had an intuition about that and I thought, you know, maybe I should just get all of this back into my original name and just even though it had nothing to do with him, he'd never signed, that had happened, taken place while I was in that relationship. And I thought, okay, well, I, I want to do this and I want to get clear and I want to sort this out. But I didn't follow up on it. And sure enough, he'd actually got involved, tried to shut me down, um, tried to cause all sorts of trouble with the real estate agents and tried everything he could to take that lease off and into his name and all sorts of things. So 
fortunately I was able to um, go into damage control and get something done about that very, very quickly and shut down what he was trying to do. But I should have listened to my, my gut instinct on that in the first place. So you really need to be prepared very calmly and clearly, but you really need to be prepared to think the unthinkable because that's how they think. And what you need to do is you need to really have a look at all of your life and see, right, how can I position it as me? How can I protect me? How can I put boundaries around me? And how can I make it foolproof? So that legally there is nothing that he can do to try and pull this down or discredit me or take this away. Because, you know, for, for any woman out there that is going through a narcissistic experience, you can gain a lot of insight from uh, women that have been through the narcissistic experience and the separating and um, the disconnecting. And I, I promise you, there is no story that would surprise me. I've heard it all. I've lived through it all. I've... Um, you know, I, I saw it all when I separated. I had my uh, bank account stripped. Um, I'd left a check look behind, which he started forging checks out of. Uh, you name it, anything he could get his hands on to try and uh, destroy my life or, or gain energy or money or entitlement from, he went for it. He went for all of it. So... You know, and mine was high level, but there's a lot of high level ones that are out there. There are some narcissists that will not go to those lengths, but they're ones that will. And there's narcissists that will go to even further lengths. So a lot of, you know, people, and I, I really don't endorse this. A lot of people, you know, say you've got to um, pussyfoot around him and you've got to tread water around him and you've got to manipulate him and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and you've got to do the other. You know, I tried all of that. I tried all of that. And I know a lot of other people that have tried all of that. But, you know, I really, really believe that if we can stand up and go, I know my rights, I'm going to walk them. We're very, very lucky. You know, we do have systems that do protect us more than uh, women, say, in African or Middle Eastern countries don't have that. We, we really, really do. And I think when we get out of fear and we get into all right, well, look, I'm going to walk this and I'm going to do the best I can with it. And I've seen narcissists' power fall away very, very quickly and these women come out and come out really uh, well and on top and eventually the narcissist will run out of steam with the things that he's trying to do. And the less you're charging on it, the less energy that he has to put into any of these things to try to pull you down. So... You've so got to really, really try and keep your sanity and try and keep it all together. And the physical separation is just such a really huge part of that because we all know that when you are dealing with narcissists that it can just completely warp your mind because you don't know one day to the next what he's going to be like. And that's a really big part of the arsenal uh, that the narcissist use is throwing you off balance, making you walk away, going over your mind a thousand times. What did that mean? What's he going to do with that? Does this mean that? Does this mean that? Does this mean that? And that's how narcissists control people because they have you completely 
fixated on their behavior, wondering what they're going to do next or what that meant or um, trying to find some sort of sanity in amongst all of the chaos. So this is about, most, most definitely, is about pulling away from the chaos, not putting yourself in a forum whereby he is going to communicate with you and twist your head again and knowing that the only way you're going to untwist your head is to get your own head straight and to really not take on any energy or anything else from him that is going to uh, make it difficult for you. Definitely you're going to have to get out of guilt. You're going to have to get out of remorse and you're going to have to get out of that thing that so many women with narcissists do is feel sorry for them. And that's a really, really tricky one. And I think it's really important to realize that when you're in a narcissistic relationship, you end up feeling like a mother more than a partner because really what you've got is you've got this uh, five or seven-year-old person like on that sort of level of emotional intelligence operating in a male or a female if you're dealing with a female narcissist body. And you, you do, you feel sorry for them, you want to guide them, you want to bring them to normal adult understandings. You want to, so you end up feeling like a mother, so you can end up feeling quite sorry for this person. And especially too, the narcissists are consummate actors and very, very, very good at it. So you know, he might dissolve into um, tears and regret and I realize what I've done to you and I'm so sorry and I love you and I want you back and, and all of these things that are just gut-wrenching if they were coming from a normal human being. They would absolutely, and I know it worked with me so many times, is that I would just give in and come down on that level with full-hearted compassion and I love you, we can work through this, you know, I forgive you. But you need to toughen up, you need to get real. And the thing is, like looking back on all of that and knowing now what I do about narcissism, it's not okay. And those stories are not okay. And the thing is, and how many times can you go through those sorts of stories and that level of grief and remorse when you realize that as soon as you're back in there and you're playing ball with them, that it might be an hour later, it might be a day later, it might be three days later, you have got the narcissist right in your face again. And it's as if those conversations never took place. So you need to really, and I think the thing is, of course, we want to be rescued by it all. We want him to snap out of it, we want him to wake up, we want him to morph into this perfect guy we thought he was, and we want the whole horrible nightmare to be over. Well, the only time that the horrible nightmare is going to be over is when you rebuild and restart your life again. And you create a life where you are not going to be taken in by a narcissist again. And you are never going to abandon yourself again to go through the pain and the abuse and the mining of yourself that has taken place. So that's really, really important very very important also too what can be ha really difficult in uh, legal situations with narcissists and this is where I went very 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 wrong is that because of not really realizing my boundaries or my rights when uh, I was living with him and a lot of stuff was going down 
And there were times of abuse, absolutely, that I didn't put my hand up and I didn't act. And there was one horrific time when I stood up and I jumped in to defend my son and I actually, uh, I actually injured him because he was going to throttle my son and I jumped in and took over. And police came to that and the thing was I really um, should have acted way before that. I was the one that got positioned as the abuser. I was the one that got charged. I was the one that got taken off the property. All sorts of things happened because there'd been so many incidences before where I hadn't put my hand up, I hadn't reported it, I hadn't done anything. And the truth of the matter was is I didn't want my fairy tale smashed and I'm really honest about that. I was somehow hoping it was all going to work out so I didn't have to lose this perfect partner that I'd idolised him as, I didn't have to lose this perfect life, this property, all the stuff that went with it, all the dreams, all the holidays. I did, that's what I was trying to protect when I didn't do those things. But I put all of those things, which were really only mirages, they weren't even real, I put them all in front of the respect for myself. So when you know, we start getting serious about this stuff and we start honouring ourselves, which is the only way to get out of abusive relationships and have decent ones and to have a happy life, we really need to say, I am the most important thing and I'm going to honour that and I'm going to back that no matter what. So I have clients that have had uh, ex-partners um, who are narcissists that have children with them and some of these ex-partners have been controlling, some of them have been abusive, some of them have been threatening. And what has been fantastic to see is when these women have stood up and they've said, right, enough of this. And even though we've got kids and it may you know, be a little bit difficult for the kids to go through this, these women have got up and stood up and taken their IVOs and put things in place so that no longer do they, do they have to be abused by an ex-narcissistic partner. And the wonderful thing is, rather than it being a detriment to the children and causing all sorts of trouble with the parenting and what's he going to do to the kids and how's he going to use them to get through to me, etc., 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 if anything, it has provided these children with the knowing of boundaries. They've also felt safer as a result of it. They've also been able to stand up more and they've seen their mothers respecting themselves, which is just the most empowering message for young um, children and for, for young ladies and young men to understand because for young men it means it's not okay to treat women like that and they'll be held accountable if they are which is a beautiful message. And for girls, it's I can protect myself and I don't have to be abused. So it's win-win all around, which boundaries always are. So, you know, if you're really, really struggling with the boundary side of it, which can feel so tough with a narcissist because he's, he's smashed your boundaries always. But I tell you what, we can only ever be in narcissistic relationships if we really don't know what boundary function is. Because ultimately, an ultimate boundary says no more. And it doesn't matter what the narcissist is trying to do or not trying to do, it says no more. And that's when you bring in IBOs. And if he breaches it, he goes to jail. It's that simple. And if you walk it succinctly, that is what will happen. It's really interesting that with a lot of narcissists, I think it's like, and I'm not talking about um, the psychopathic, the psychopath. Okay, narcissists are sociopaths. 
Some of them are bordering on psychopaths. I certainly believe that my ex was very close to that line. He could be quite violent um, <clears throat> and, and really very insane on that level. But the truth of the matter is with virtually every narcissist that is you, you, your garden variety narcissist, narcissist sociopath is when you bring law in and you make them accountable, they back off <clears throat> because they're bullies and most bullies are cowards. And when you confront a bully and you don't play into the fear and you don't back down and you walk the line, they will usually fall back. They'll pull back very, very quickly. And a lot of women with narcissistic men have seen that. When another man has stood in and confronted the narcissist, he will generally back down. He will pick on women because he's a coward. So if you can remember those things and toughen up and get stronger and stop thinking that he's omnipotent and all-powerful, because <clears throat> I can assure you he's not, that's the illusion. It's all part of the illusion that definitely, definitely goes into that. So I'm just going to, you couple of ladies that are in the chat room at the moment, is there anything that you would like to ask? Have you been in? I'm just going to put a message through you guys <clears throat> because if you've been in any legal situations if you've got anything that you would like to contribute or ask about you certainly certainly can so we'll just see if anything comes back from you ladies there and I'll just have a look at what New Wings has put here and see if Anything else that I can add to this or I can contribute to this as well. It's a shame she hasn't come through. But as I said, I know she was travelling and technologically it doesn't surprise me this week because uh, this is just what has always, always gone on. But yeah, look, the legal system, look, it can be frustrating, it can be difficult. But I also think too that when we've got the beliefs on the legal system that you know, the legal system doesn't support me. It's all about who pays the most money. And, you know, a lot of that has been our experiences and it's been the way we've been conditioned to believe. And I know most definitely I've certainly had experiences in the legal forum that have been very, very disappointing. But I think when we clean up um, our beliefs and when we take matters more into our own hands and if you can really project manage your lawyer, and also too, you know, if you can sit down with your lawyer with your objectives and this is what I want to achieve and if you don't feel that that's the way it's going or it's not working out for you, by all means, go and get second opinions. Go and look at <clears throat> changing your lawyer and, you know, find out what you can do. You don't have to uh, accept what somebody is saying just because they're a professional and that's their advice. You are definitely... Um, within your own rights to confront things and to ask questions and you know you're paying them so it's all about you receiving what what you would like to receive definitely definitely okay so I'm looking through these points again and we'll see if there's anything else and ladies you obviously don't have any questions which is fine which is fine yeah yeah, I had um, an incident with uh, one of my clients I was talking to lately which was about uh, custody and you know, as we know with the custody there's the 50-50 law that's come in which has made it 
um, you know, quite painful for women that are dealing with narcissistic partners. And definitely with narcissists, there can be a lot of, you know, I'm going to use the kids as a charge to get to you, which can be quite sad or I'm preserving my image or my status or the kids are an extension of me or, you know, whatever it might be. But it's just really, really important in that that when kids are involved and things are happening there, if you're not charging off him, if you're not reacting to him, if you're just calmly responding and he's like, blah, 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 and you're like, okay, well, I'll talk to my lawyer and just don't give it energy and don't give it feed, you will find that what he's trying to do with the children will drop off because narcissists get propelled and fire up when they're getting supply. That's what really can keep them going. And if they're not getting any, they'll have a, they'll have a shot at that. But if they're not getting any supply, narcissists, by the very nature of what they are, they have got to start getting involved in getting supply from somewhere else. Now, you've been really uh, their main source, their primary source is the world, but you've especially when things get messy and ugly and highly charged and revolting, you're a great source to the narcissist. He loves to know that you're deranged, that you're upset, that you're um, losing the plot. To him, that is one of the ultimate narcissistic supplies he can get, and that's a drug for him, and that's a drug he's going to want more and more and more and more of, so he's going to keep pushing as many buttons to see what it's going to take for you to actually explode because... The thing is, that makes him feel, and it's so sad, but that's what makes him feel important. It makes him feel omnipotent. It's like the exact opposite to how he perceived himself as a child. You know, I'm, I'm totally unlovable and no one wants to give me attention and I'm meaningless and I'm nothing and I'm worthless. So he created this huge false self to try and overcompensate for that and when he's getting all of that attention of nearly driving somebody to the absolute depths of despair or suicide or having a complete breakdown, that makes him feel so valuable and worthy and important that he can influence somebody on that sort of level. So when you stop giving him all of that, he is absolutely going to go off and have to get supply from somewhere else. And the very fact that, you know, he's ha having a real shot at you and he's trying to, because he's been controlling you and mining you all of this time, when you, he loses that power over you and he sees that it's not affecting you, he is going to have to go and grab another source of supply pretty quickly to um, fill that gap or he's going to have to get attention from something or somewhere or he's going to have to, you know, go out and blow a whole heap of money on a new sports car. He's going to have to do something. But that's going to take his attention off you. And this is really, really important when you're doing all of this legal stuff and you're, whether you're separating or you're going through like uh, property settlements or custody or whatever, you give him no feed and that's really going to distract him off the game of what he's doing with you. So that's one of your best, best defenses. And that's where we all went wrong. That's where I went wrong because I was so caught up in the plea bargaining, in the, in the feed, in the games, in the power struggles, in the, oh, it was just horrible, absolutely horrible. And now I know if I just dropped out of all of that and managed myself 
and worked on my vibration and got his junk out of my system and just lined up with what I wanted, I would have come out of it so much better, so much better. But you know, my, um, my failure can be other people's gains and I'm just as happy for that to happen as well. So, all right, so we've got Chrissy. Chrissy, you've definitely gone through this stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. And as you said, breakdowns. Yeah, I relate. I had a complete and utter breakdown over this stuff and lots of other stuff. So when we understand what's really, really going on. Okay, so Chrissy said, is there any hope for them to work things out diplomatically, maturely? Chrissy, if they're MPD, the short answer to that is absolutely no. No way. Yeah, yeah, which is, oh, she's waving. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sad, but unfortunately, no, because you know what, a narcissist doesn't want to work it out. He doesn't want to, unfortunately, play with the rules of society or us or normality or uh, diplomacy or win-win. Uh, a narcissist does not want to play win-win because as far as a narcissist is concerned, if somebody else is winning, it means he's going to lose. <clears throat> so they don't do partnership. They don't do teamwork. They don't do diplomacy. So no, no. They don't work it out with anybody. It's between them and their false self and nothing else. And, you know, a narcissist will put his false self way in front of doing things the right way. Yeah, no, he won't get counselling. Never did. Yeah. And Chrissy, the thing is, even if they do get counselling, they're going to go in there to manipulate the counsellor to tell him that it's all your fault. And that's... um. <clears throat> that's what narcissists do that do go to counselling. So, yeah, well, it doesn't look like you've got a team player there. Definitely not, which is which is sad and it's a shame. And okay, well, we're nearly we're nearly out of time here. And uh, look, thank you guys for all listening in. And this show went okay, even though it's a shame that. Hang on, what have we got? What have we got? Hello, hello, can you hear me? Hello? Hello, can you hear Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I can't hear the caller. And look, we're out of time anyway. But look, thank you everybody for listening in. And we're going to be back with the show next week. Okay, and we're working on our schedule for next month and other things that are coming up. But as always, we've got codependency, um, kicking codependency, which has gone great, and also narcissistic central. And we're also going to be talking about, and we've got new memberships coming up, which is really, really exciting. I'm so, and you, there'll be free ebooks and all sorts of things, which is really cool. But anyway, thank you everybody for tuning in, and I hope I've helped. And for any women out there that are really, really struggling with this awful, horrible, horrific time of settlement with a narcissist and you want some help from me, please put your hand up because I can really make a difference there and you can make a difference there and, you know, get on to your whole new life, which is what this is all about. So everybody, have a great day. Take care and I look forward to talking next week. Okay. Bye-bye.